guys are like oh that's scary shit. Keep yeah actually that's kind of what's funny is that neither of us from neither of us are from new york though so like the tim's <laughs> listen bro around here niggas be stomping well, I mean, you're, you're, you're racially from new york <laughs> racially that's true that's true dominicans are yeah. are are forever like spirit tied like soul tied soul linked to new york exactly bro. That's infinity about. tim's type beat oh my god I, well i'm think i'm thinking like look like you know you need you know how you need like pendulums to to be on like the right like part of the board yeah we're like like new york no new york is like our field spell yeah oh you're going to the Yu-Gi-Oh. i'm like huh like, i was saying i was saying pendulums bro here <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just agreeing, like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And then it took you a second to realize it was Yu-Gi-Oh. Nah, don't worry. I don't even play Yu-Gi-Oh that much, bro. I play Magic. Listen, bro. Listen, bro. This podcast ain't about, this podcast ain't about Yu-Gi-Oh. Fuck that. <laughs> you say that like we're not going to talk. You're crazy. Like we're not going to talk. We about are going to talk about it soon. At not some right point. Now. At some point. We got to talk about card games in general. Shit like that at some true, point. True, true, true. All right. So, um, yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to... The technically third, but ep volume two of the Mad Therapy podcast. We got our hosts right here. It's me, me, Johan, and Nas right over in the other seat on a completely different seat, you know? Yup. And then we got our boy here. We got our special guest, Florencio. Welcome, What's good? bro. Harold Beats. Yeah, dude. Hit. This man, well, for, first off, first off, tell us about yourself, bro. Like, obviously, we know, we know you're a beat maker. We know you. I always love seeing your new stuff when you post your music opinions, all that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you, how did you kind of like get into that stuff in the first place? So, I was kind of interested. Mostly, I first started out like binge listening to like Nice Wonder Beats on YouTube. To be honest, which is hella funny because I don't hold them in a super high regard no more. But that's basically how it started, and then. What's it called? I started binge watching NPC videos after that. I bought one and I didn't like it. So that's a, <laughs> that kind of takes a little, uh, what's it called? A Ironic. like a, yeah, yeah. Cause you know, you would think that the story continues. Oh, I fell in love with it. Nah, I didn't like it like that, bro. I actually gave it away to a friend if I remember correctly. <laughs> but what do you call it? But then uh, I was talking a lot to this dude, right? He was a big hip hop head at my school and shit, right? Uh, he has a really interesting story. If I come back on this podcast, I might tell it sometime. Oh, but, definitely. Oh, we'll have you again. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has a super interesting story. So, what do you call it? And then he mentioned about the SP404, and then I, what do you call it, started YouTube videos on it and everything like that. And then I saw they had him on Amazon, but this was Amazon before, like, you know, what do you call it? Uh, Jeff Bezos was like a freaking super villain. So, yeah. what do you call it? Yeah. <laughs> so, I bought it. And uh, yeah, I messed around with it and I kept messing around with it. And like I told Nas, the SP44 is the official machine of just tips and tricks. You learn new tips and tricks for it like every, like almost every day, every other day. So, you know, as I kept learning and learning with it and messing around with it and getting more in depth with it and stuff. Yeah, you know, I just, it became kind of fun, you know, it became kind of fun to just, yeah, make like beats on it and everything like that. I don't really want that to be the focal point of my career no more. But it's still really fun. Now I just do it for fun. It's kind of like a video game. I just, yep. I just do it for Hell fun. Yeah, bro. Like there's yep. so much experimentation. Like I love all the different shit you do with your beats. Like it feels so, it feels so organic. Like all the shit you make. Like, it feels so nice. Like I, I can tell like, oh no, I, I can see like what, he, what he's doing here. Like I can see his hands like as he's doing this shit. You know what I mean? Like. Oh yeah, no, obviously. Yeah, like I have a, 
my drums come out super skittery. That's all, you know, like, I mean, I could go on about the whole no quantize, no quantize stuff, but honestly, yeah, bro, like, I just hear it develop as something in my head, but it doesn't always make sense, but it makes sense, like, to me almost, mm. you know? And then That's I just kind of, like, though. leave it there. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. I just, I'll start with the snare first, kick first, like, all those, like, really common methods, I probably do none of them. So, you know, like, I just start putting it together. Whatever comes together first, comes together first. If something sounds wrong, uh, but I spend too much time on the beat, I don't, I'll honestly just leave it there, bro. Like, just get the thing finished. <laughs> yeah, you know? Uh, well, definitely, we brought you We brought you on specifically because we've got a very special topic already. Who knew All volume right. two, we're already on this topic. We're gonna well, be we talking about- We should be. We should, we should be, probably. Start off, start off strong. Um, mm-hmm. Our favorite albums of the decade, year by year <laughs> mm-hmm. and it took a bro we, we were talking about this last night it took a bit it took a lot of talking for this like i've got i've got a whole whole notepad file over here i had to write notes on this bitch yeah Sad. i i, I told myself like no more than five albums per year then threw that away when i got to 2015 um <laughs> it Man. got kind of yeah it got kind of nuts 2015 was crammed though yeah well, we'll get there. Though. We'll get there, though. For so, each year, we're only going to pick one album. Yeah, I might mention a couple. Albums. I might mention a couple, but like, I'm going to talk about one album. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it brief because it's like a lot of albums, a lot of shit. Uh, but let's start mm. off Nas. I want to know what you have for 2010 because we to the prob- past 2010, baby. We probably have the same thing for 2010. Let, let, let's talk about it. like a couple, a couple things I wrote down. Like, obviously, you know, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Kind of, you can't, you know. Yeah. Important. 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 Iconic. I on Kanye though, right after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. The Roots, How I Got Over on that. Yo, Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. Do-Ops and Hooligans was strong. I liked it. 4x4 yeah, four four equals 12, bro. 4x4, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I actually, I really like that. Dead Mouse had a good had a good album that year too. Um, no, Dead Mouse is fire. Yeah. Although, I think we got the same album, Nas, for ours. And I, I like you to say it. At the same time, but, uh, you do it. Pendulum Immersion. This 2010. This is Bob Biden. It might not be my favorite album from them. Like uh, that's that's still hold hold your color. I love hold your color so much. But oh man, was immersion a good album? Yo, immersion. <laughs> it's how I got into them, and I still have it. Oh, you give me that. My bad. Sorry. Hmm? You like cut off for a second. You repeat that. I said I. Um, this is where I started with them. Yeah. Then I went back, and you're still man, your favorite. And man, bro, yeah, this, I come back to this at least once a month, bro. Well, what's your what's your favorite track on it? Just because like there's, I was going through and I'm like, damn, there's like a few tracks on this that like every time I listen to it, it's like, wow, this is how did this album come out? <laughs> this is so good, bro. Damn, bro, my favorite. I, I had to say two. Oh, oh, uh, Island Part Two. No, 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 no. I would have to say Oh, two, two different ones? Okay. Yeah. That's Crush. my favorite. That's my favorite one. Crush and Under the Waves. See, I kind of expected at least Under the Waves. I didn't know about Crush. Crush. That's a good Crush. pick, though. That's a good, that's a good pick, though. That's a good pick, though. That's a good pick. <laughs> I'm trying nah, to... Nah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of good shit on that. But, Florencio, you got anything for 2010? Bruh, you know what's hella funny? I didn't have it, but as you guys kept talking, it came to me. Unless I messed up the the release year, I'm I'm gonna easily go with Cosmo Grandma hands down. 
I can't think of oh. any other record that I love nearly as much from 2010 as as Cosmogramma, bro. To me, all the good stuff, like the peak of the, you know, because I was super, super, super involved in the internet. That's Philo, right? That, that's Philo. Yeah, Philo, yeah. That's Philo. Wow, I didn't know. I didn't know this was 2010. Yeah, it was 2010. It just it just like reoccurred to me, you know what I mean, in my little fact-absorbing brain that it came out in 2010. You know, and yeah, it, it yeah. easily has to be that one. If you know, I'm like no other record could come to my mind. Just the the intricate rhythms and rhythm developing, rhythm building. You know that that technique that he always does. He starts with one loop and he builds upon it, almost like a almost like he makes he's making progressive house, but it sounds like a rap beat. You know, and yeah. Just like every like single every single song that he's doing is is like super super good on that album for the most part uh i think i only might have found like two weak tracks on it but after repeated repeated listens repeated listens it's like you know like more and more like it kind of the tracks i didn't like would grow on me more and more you know what i mean so where it only came to like maybe only like two weaker tracks on that album so yeah i'm gonna have to say uh cosmogramma easily man just uh what do you call it uh it's music i can get lost to bro like i, I listen to it i pick up new details new intricacies in the what do you call it in the rhythms that he's using you know what i mean i find new like uh i find interesting chord progressions that he decides to use all the time i'm like wow you know what i mean i can find the relation between just two different pieces one chord playing to the next that's just like it hits you man it's ecstasy so that album is really good i'm, I'm so happy i'm so happy i brought you on here bro yeah. you give, give this like really like technical like look through it <laughs> what's yeah, your favorite yeah, track I mean, or favorite tracks shit off top bro the what do you call it Man, I don't remember the songs like by heart, heart, but I think one of them was called like Dance of the Pseudonym. Uh, I'm looking here. Yes, you're yeah. right, Dance of the Pseudonym. Yeah, 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 that one was crazy. I always, what do you call it? I always had like a daydream of some sort of really, really awesome little like fucking ballet crossed with African dancing type like choreography needs to be made to that song. Like it just gives that vibe off so hard yeah uh what do you call it i love the yeah i love the drums what do you call the drums and drum rhythm he used in the last song and uh what do you call it the the rhythms that come in and out too you know what i mean it transfers to like there's a certain section where it's like just the claps uh what do you call it the end ends with just like really really like percussive uh yeah what sounds like you know western african uh, percussion and i'm gonna guess that's what it is because you know he is of Western African descent, mm -hmm. uh, at least according to that DNA test he did on YouTube. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, what else do I have to go off of? You know what I mean? But yeah, exactly. So th that one was a big one. Uh, I think, isn't there another one called Computer Face? That one was super good. Yeah, like that one, that's yeah, 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 Computer Face. That grew on me. Yeah, Computer Face, bro, that track grew on me, man. Like, it's just a... Uh, yeah, like I told you, you know what I mean? That that song has that really like progressive kind of element, how it like builds onto itself. Uh, and it just reaches almost like this climax in the song. We're just like everything comes together and then everything goes away and then it's just the lead synth melody. There's so much buildup. You know, we have a saying in music, uh, repetition legitimizes and he understands that to a T. So, you know, that's a perfect example of what I'm saying right there is on that track. Yeah. Yeah. That was yo, another track I, album. Yo, I love this is exactly what I didn't even I, I completely forgot Cosmogramma came out in 2010 um yeah. but this won't be the first this won't be the last time Philo makes it on this list like he's gonna be here a couple times <laughs> he's gonna be here a couple times he's gonna be here two more times for me all right well transferring to 2011 2011 2011 like we were looking through 2011 it was kind of a quieter year but there was some there was still some nice stuff um this was you know 
Nujibes spiritual state posthumous album. Um, uh, shout out to Rise Against for Endgame. Like Mac Miller with Blue Side, Blue Slide Park. The the goats Evanescence with their self titled. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Yo, um, hook classic. Nas, what did you got for 2011? For 2011, I have my my only rock album on this list, and it's oh. metal. In Flames, Sounds of a Playground Fading. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you were yeah. talking about In Flames. I, I haven't heard them before. Like, what what is it that you like like about them so much? They're actually featured on Pendulum Generation. That's where I found them. Wait, hold up. Yeah. Let me look at this. yourself. Oh shit! It's those guys. Yep. Yo. So I heard them. I was like, you know what? Let me go to this. This is fire. This is what I imagine Ghost Rider rides around to. That's a pretty good way to describe it. <laughs> if I could describe it like that, this is what this is. Like uh, this is the soundtrack. This is the soundtrack to him, like on the bike and everything. Yeah. Is it? Wait, hold on. Which Ghost Rider? Are we are we talking bike Ghost Rider or car Ghost Rider? Bike Ghost Rider, of course. Okay, Roddy Reyes is cool, but yeah, you know, that's fair. OG that's fair. To OG. But yeah. That's All right. Well, let me let me ask you, Florencio. Florence, what do you have for 2011? Hmm. <laughs> Purely off top, because that's how I'm doing it, but it's fine because yeah. it's a stark contrast to y'all's approach. So, yeah. Um, bro, the one that keeps coming to mind is Return of Forever by Big Crit. Yeah. I don't even mess with Big Crit like that, bro. And I know it's not an album, but bro, you listen to it. It's an album. You just put it out for the free. Okay. It sounds like a fully produced mix, like executed just like an album. There's even like kind of like that concept behind it of the entire thing having the concept of nostalgia, mm. you know? And finding like a warm place in nostalgia so i mean that's just the one that comes to me you know what i mean um what do you call it it's like his love letter to classic southern hip-hop you know what yeah. do you call it? there's elements of that all over bro when you hear that 808 cowbell bro i immediately imagine like donks and just the whole the whole what do you call it uh the whole vibe bro as soon as you hear that 808 cowbell you know and he has that appear on one of the more like dancier tracks on the album you know there isn't really like too many like weak, weak moments on the album. I mean, you know, it is really long because it's like mixtape. So there is like, I think, I can't remember which song it is, but I do remember there was one song where, you know, it was kind of felt a little bit slow. But besides that, it was super, super consistent. Um, what do you call it? He's got a really, really interesting little rhyme scheme where he loves to insert internal rhymes all over the place. And it keeps you engaged, you know what I mean? Because it's like one rhyme and then the next one, but it's a different kind, you know what I mean? So it's a different style of lyricism from like the east coast oh i'm a cram like five rhyming syllables at the end of every bar you know so he kind of shows that you know you can still be like you know like i guess southern playlistic but you can be like a lyricist at the same time but he doesn't overdo it right because it's spread across the bar you know yeah uh, yeah when i think i think poet yeah like I don't yeah. listen to like I agree like I I'm not really like the biggest like crit fan or anything like that me but neither, bro. Me neither. but every time I listen to his music it is like like it's great like I haven't heard a bad a bad song by crit mm-hmm. and he'll probably show, probably show up again later because because I don't I don't think I mentioned it on my list but but I will I, I'll try to mention it later um as for me though oh yeah yeah so twenty okay so I'm gonna get this out the way it's spiritual state. Nujibes is is so important. This this album, this album's like impact, like to me and like my understanding of Nujibes. Like I I got into him 
like i listened to him when i was younger like not on purpose like just because like he was it was in samurai shampoo like i watched samurai shampoo when i was younger when it was on um like adult swim and shit um but as i was getting into him in high school and finding out like oh he died in 2010 and then finding out this album and hearing these songs on it now it might not be the most polished thing because it's really it's it's really mostly complete beats that he had he'd been working on um with with vocals like put on after and like uh people like like uyama hiroto like finishing up the beats that were incomplete uh, but it it has this almost sort of like like there's so much emotion behind the album and it feels like the last thing the last thing he meant to tell us in a way mm-hmm. um when you hear when you hear a song like yes where like the the vocals were recorded at like definitely recorded after the fact like after he had died and everything because all his friends came together to like to finish that album yes is probably like a top five huge best song for me because there's just so much emotion behind the beat like with with like the hard like like heart beating of the beat um and i believe it was uh it was pace rock let me see, like i believe it was pace rock who who did the um who who did the vocals for that uh yeah it was pace, it was pace rock um and it was that song is like one of my favorite songs of all time definitely a top five nuja best song for me um and there's just while i do think it's probably the weakest of of his three like of his three studio albums it's definitely one that will forever like be stuck with me um because there's there's just so much to this album that that just makes me like like feel shit you know what i mean like when i listen i can't listen to this album without like my heart feeling it Um, although and i will just mention too shout out to rise against endgame because man if there was a if there was there was a band i was into during these during these these couple years it was rise against (laughs) all right so with 2011 wrapped up right there we'll move on to 2012 where we start seeing some big hitters 2012 i got my vita boy yeah 2012 yo 2012 is the vita yo that's when i got my uh that's when i got my ps3 actually um yeah i I had that ps3 up until up until last year where it was still living no problem it actually died to died to soda in my bag oh that's trash yeah yeah it hurt but it's okay because i got a different one like immediately yeah yeah um but what's good with 2012 florencio let me, i'm gonna let you start actually because we started already so are we all gonna have the same one are yeah. we are we though let's see so like this one is kind of hard to do without any sort of like bias because when i think 2012 bro i think since you know it was a very pivotal year for me uh socially because just the year before i had moved to a new city mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna lie to you bro I didn't talk to nobody for like the whole year. The whole year, I didn't talk to anybody. I mean, maybe like one friend, you know? Like, and everybody knew me as just like that dude that just like stands there and doesn't say anything, you know what I mean? I got I got hit with like super depression because I moved from somewhere that I lived for six years to just go, you know, be somewhere else, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when I did that, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, it was really, really hard for me. But that year, what do you call it? my first year of high school, I started making friends again. 
and we all had like little you know like albums that we like played the hell out of um those two records for me are good kid mad city yeah, yeah. You know? which is no surprise which is no surprise like i remember like like it's just you know it's it's hard not to have any nostalgia bias but it's just like this was so much fun uh what do you call it uh reciting the lyrics to like money trees and shit like that it was just bro, so much fun. bro don't worry all three of us have this nostalgia bias yeah. <laughs> like, 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 this is just being being in a group all together like like it's just like bro like it's like i don't know bro it had everybody it had really really juiced that time well, what was that uh, what was that but, second album though 1999 yeah by, uh, by oh, i how did i forget this came out 2012 that was, that was, it was 1999. Like I said, bro. I'm actually so mad. Which is probably why you forgot, because you forgot, you forgot a uh, mixtape so far, if I'm correct. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's like a couple mixtapes that I know I'm missing on this list that, like, I didn't yeah. remember until after the fact. Yeah, but like I said, 1999 is a, what do you call it? It's a, uh, it's, it's just like a, imagine my opinion of Return to Forever is in, it's like a fully produced studio album. They just put out the shit for free. You mm -hmm. um, 17 too, when this shit came out. He was, he was 17, bro. He was such a, he was already like a, we all saw him, like all the, all of the people that I knew that I hung out with to listen to a bunch of rap music, we all saw him like a young virtuoso. It's like that video of when you see like a 10 year old kid playing the cello suites, box cello yeah. suites. That was like yeah. the rap version of this. You know what I mean? Or this was the rap version of that, I meant to say. Like for sure, like you hear this kid like 17 and he sounds like he's been doing it for like 10 years plus. And it's just like super clean flow, crazy ass rhyme schemes, crazy ass, uh, what do you and call it? Uh, that, lines like, and stuff like that. Shit. What do you call it? I mean, like, yeah, and he, he really brought back the, he really brought like a, almost like a boom bap revival at that time, man. Yeah. The only thing I can remember is that was the same year, if I'm correct, that Chief Keef came out. So, I me, think, like, I think so too. Yeah, I think that was the same year he came out with his first, uh, I think with his first mixtape, I think it was called Finally Rich. Yeah, and I, and, and that was the year too that, uh, was it, uh, the Odd Future Tape Volume 2 came out, we, we wrote that down. Yeah, that was like the last year of Odd Future. Yeah, that was the last year of Odd Future. So, you know what I mean? I felt like amongst most people, at least most people at my school, most people in the city, you know, like the drill had become like the new wave. And it was just me and the weird kids that were like listening to like, you know, Joey Badass and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was either us or the skaters too, because skaters caught us. Started. This was around the time the skaters started to really get into internet rap and mm -hmm. underground music. Like this was the same year, I think that MF Doom blew up on the internet. It was like around 2012 or so. That's like, kind of where I existed. found them. That's when yeah, I found exactly. them around there. That's what I'm saying, bro. You're a product of, of, that, of that scene, of that event. You know what I mean? Where just all his full albums started uh, to get played a lot on YouTube. Uh, I found out about uh, MF Doom through uh, Slacker Radio. He died. Oh, he died. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's crazy. He died mid-sentence. You there, Florence? <laughs> oh, damn. He's gone. He'll be back. God needed his connection. He'll be back. Right, oh, man. no. I hope God needs someone, someone else, someone else for a connection. Got it. All right. Well, 2012 also had Channel Orange. Yeah. So, 2012's yo Channel Channel Orange, man, that oh my gosh, that album is incredible. Vibes. Uh, I would like to point out that it's been, it was came out 2012. Four years later, it was Blonde. Four years later, we're, we're due for another one, aren't we? We're due for another Frank album, bro. 
Like I, I miss that man. That man, super good, bro. Puts out, puts out good shit. I don't think I've. There's not many. Like I haven't heard many bad Frank songs, bro. I wonder how that's gonna, how the recording for that's gonna look. Are you alive, my boy? He said everyone went silent. That's crazy. Yeah, You're yeah, gonna have fun go. cutting this out. Oh, never mind. No, hopefully, <laughs> let's hopefully, hopefully the recording stays okay. <laughs> we'll find. Out. Oh, yeah, boy. yeah. The recording might have fucked up actually. Uh, no, we're, we'll be good. We'll be good. <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll nah, figure it out. All right. All right. But uh, the the last point I wanted to touch on because I had this conversation with Nas the other day about how mm-hmm. I feel like all of Joey's work, like his newer work, the production is just like super super weak for the most part. And, you know, I feel like I got that because he set such a high standard with the producers that he had on 1999. Yeah. That he had, he had a it's Jay Dilla beat. He had a Lord Finesse He had Knowledge. Yeah, that's right. He had a Doom beat. He had Static Selector. You know? Like, what do you call it? And then he had the, what do you call it? Even the beats uh, from his own producer to his own crew were super cool. Like, from the tomb with the L.A. Noir sample. Yeah. Nice. The way they sampled Sweet. Suspect by Nas was great. Yeah, 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 exactly. They sampled Suspect by Nas. Yeah, and it was a perfect closer, you know what I mean? Like, the posse cut with him and all his friends, and they all yeah. got that, like, you know, the they all got New York flavor, man. But, yeah, you know, this was the first of many albums where a lot of New York rappers would begin to feel not like to not feel this huge urge to just bite the south because i know it's really controversial bro but i have to be honest with you you know what i mean i feel like i was raised honest like new york a lot of new yorkers bro they just bite the hell out of the south man you know yeah. like a lot of newer new york rappers like especially like around that time i mean you look at guys like uh you look at guys like asap rocky bro that took his playbook from memphis you know what i mean like you know, it was around that time. And don't get me wrong, his music is still good. And a lot of that music is still good, but it's not original to the DNA of, you know, of the city. So what do you call it? Uh, 1999 was like, uh, what do you call it? The first, uh, what kind of, one of the first records that kind of brought that wave back of uh, rappers. Like uh, another album from from that year that was super amazing was Rare Chandeliers. I might tie it with the other two, but not for biased reasons. I just really like that, that record, Rare Chandeliers with a... Alchemist and Action Bronson, where New York rappers wouldn't feel the need to not be New York anymore. Oh shit, yeah, no, this yo, this tape was nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I like Action real. Bronson. Like I'm like like over over time I've kind of like grown with a- Action Bronson a bit and I really I really do like a lot of his stuff. Like over Dude, over he's the years. literally like action movie MF Doom. Yeah. Like what he raps about? Yeah. He just raps about being a fucking action movie star. Damn. And this man cooks like crazy. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he cooks mad food, and he has all the food references in his rap. Yeah, man. Bro, his his yeah, fucking his fucking cookbook is solid. Like I read it at work. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. His oh, cookbook is like oh. mad solid. Oh shit. And yeah, I hear cooking. Yeah, I hear no, cooking I shows good too. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, real. Yeah. Oh, but I do. Before we move on to it though, 2012, I do need to mention. Do need to mention, obviously. We we were talking about it earlier, um, before like before you came back, uh, Channel Orange, obviously. Um, oh, Mon- yeah, the Channel Money Store, the Money Store also Money came Store? out 2012. Yeah, I didn't listen to Money Store back then. It grew on me. Yeah, I yeah, no, I listened to it after. It. But as an adult, I like it better. I like it a lot better. I like it. You know when you know when it hit me is when I played Money Store in the car. Bro, when you hear the fever in the car, bro. Yeah, exactly. For real. No, no. I heard. So when niggas do I, action, I heard the you run around listening to Death Grips. 
Bro, shit's fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we on some weird shit. We weird as fuck, bro. Bro, I'm weird too, bro. Not definitely. <laughs> bro, you just gotta place icy footage in the car, and people will put, people yeah, will be with yeah, you. Yeah, that's bro. the song. That's the song. When that, when that, when that, bam, 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 yeah. Bam, you get everyone in the car yelling, I see footage. <laughs> bro, like, I'm sorry, fire. bro, but that shit is knocking. It slaps. <laughs> all right, all right. So that's Before 20. Move on, though. Wait, what's up, Before though? Move on, though. Oh, Nas Life is Good. I love this album. This shit was such a grown man album. Uh, I was such a little yeah, ass kid. I had a. You know, so it didn't make sense why I liked it. Yeah, I, think I wouldn't want to talk about New York. You want to talk about the New York sounding album? This shit sounded like New York. Is probably. Nas is Nas yeah, yeah. bias towards Nas? Towards Nas, bro? Yeah, <laughs> I forgot, but we have a word in Spanish. Uh, I don't know if you guys speak it in the Caribbean, right? But there's a word for someone who shares the same first name as you. I forgot what it is though. Is it puñeta? <laughs> nigga out nah, here bro. bro what if what if a family member of mine listens to this and they hear you saying this shit well you didn't that's say crazy. it so you're straight oh that's crazy <laughs> i don't even think that's a word in our dialect so you good not <laughs> no problem no, dude if you remember that word please tell me because that's actually interesting yeah, like yeah, i love here i love hearing like yeah. dialectical differences like between between our countries and shit Ooh, man come to come come with nas uh, what do you call it? come with nas to cali bro i'll show you around Oh, that's crazy! Yo, I need to try. I need to try. I need to try whatever empanadas you guys got over there. I've. We don't even make them like that, bro. That's yo, more like a y'all thing. But we do. We do have hella different food. 2013. 2013. 2013 yo, baby. everyone has doors. I'm assuming. Okay. I do have to tell you it's a tie, for me. Oh, for me as well. But but it's a tie with two people from Odd Futures. <laughs> so. Oh, Doris. He gonna say watch. He gonna say Doris the Wolf. It's Doris the Wolf. The only two people from our future that still matter, bro. Yep. Don't. I mean, I mean, hold on. Domo is pretty good. Domo is pretty good. The inner, yeah, the inner, bro. I just mean forgetting about Frank because he's singing and he doesn't really rap. Yeah. But well, really, it's it's Doris, it's Doris and Wolf because look, bro. If you want, you want to talk about like albums. Like, there's there's a few albums here that like are gonna be here because of like where they were for me at the time and wolf doris and wolf bro gosh bro, you like, want to know what doris was bro doris was a doris i think shifted the tides bro like when, yeah. when that came out everyone and i mean everyone was on that shit it, it's crazy because because doris like when you hear when you hear earl right earl was a earl was a good tape or was a good tape and it's the problem is though like it still felt very juvenile in a way like it had yeah, that old it, bro, art, bro. odd future I mean, wasn't he like 15 dude he was 15, yeah he was like 50 bro. exactly he was 15 no 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 exactly don't worry no no yeah, he, was he, was, he, was. he was a 15 year old spinning 15 year old shit really like exactly like he's yeah. just rapping like yeah. like 15 year old shit like you listen to it now and you're just like haha it's funny but like you know he didn't, it doesn't really matter as much but like yeah. doris like there's so much like emotion behind this album and then that that emotion then We'll get to it later, but that emotion evolved even harder <laughs> into every album after. <laughs> um, so hard. Um, Wolf, on the other hand, Wolf. So Wolf kind of shares that same like. He still got the like. It kind of has some of what I don't like from Goblin. That's why I didn't I didn't mention Goblin before because mm-hmm. I'm not really the biggest fan of Goblin mm-hmm. over time. Um, but Wolf. Rusty is straight up one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. 
like like this this album it's like it's got that it's got that fun it's got that fun juvenile like dumb shit like like trash wing bro (laughs) we were listening to trash wing last night (laughs) that song is hilarious wait you think it's terrible sounds terrible man but that's fair terrible in a funny way though yeah, you know that's what I mean. What it's, I mean. Not, it's not like yeah. I'm gonna tell y'all to turn it off when you put it on, but it's just like I'm like, oh my god! It's like that reaction you have when you're about to cringe or you're about to see somebody do something embarrassing. But you still like, look, you still look, bro. You still watching, like? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that shit, that's how shit is a classic bossy cut, yeah. bro. But there, but yeah, but then there's <laughs> things like, but then you listen to like you listen to the songs on it, like you, you got 48, fucking cowboy, 48 bro. Rusty, no. obviously, like this. This album was like, yeah, it was just on another level of just. It, it was almost. It was that half step. Yo, can I like? Can I like chime in with like a hot take right quick? Yeah, on what's Tyler up? Tyler the Creator's 2013 uh, hip hop album Wolf. What's up? <laughs> this All right, so basically, right, like, so basically, right, like, I feel like Wolf is when, as an artist, especially as a producer, Tyler came into his own. That's like, I agree. I agree. His previous work, his previous work doesn't even touch it. It's like he he's like fully, fully developed. Like that's like his coming. His coming to adult age is like that album. Even I feel like he's already an adult. When, when I feel like everything, the, uh, everything I liked about Bastard and Goblin was magnified on Wolf. Pretty much. Exactly. He took his unique production style and started exploring all sorts of uh, what do you call it, uh, different textures and uh, what do you call it, uh, usage. Of, his usage of melody became so much better. You can hear that on songs like Forty-Eight. That was yeah. a perfect oh example. My gosh. You know what I mean? And uh, what do you call it? You can tell obviously that hanging out with uh, him, starting to hang out with Pharrell, started to rub off on him really, really good. Oh my and, gosh, uh, bro! Uh, like, what is that song he did? I think that Erica Badu is on it. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, hold up. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, yeah, Tree Home, Tree Home 95 for all. Yeah, exactly. You hear, you hear Pharrell all over songs like that. So it's just like he was a—he's a totally different artist. You can't really compare uh, Wolf and anything before it with Wolf and anything in front of it. To me, Wolf was the turning point. Wolf was where it was like, all right, we're all going to take this guy seriously as a musician, not just as a funny rap guy. Yeah, because like Goblin, you could you could see like glimpses of that on Goblin, but it just—it wasn't no, really no. enough. Same thing with Bastard. Same thing with Bastard. Yeah, you saw the bases, but you didn't capitalize on it until Wolf. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind of insane. And and then like, gosh, Wolf was just so I I mentioned before like I used to hate Earl, right? I used to hate Earl, yeah. and I used to hate, I used to hate, I used to hate Odd Future in general. Like I, I because like uh, there was it was mostly because because the one kid who would always play it like he was fucking annoying. So I was just like, dude, I don't like this shit. <laughs> um, like this yeah, shit was terrible. Yeah, but then like I kind of found. I kind of came into into Tyler with Wolf, and then just more listening to it, and I would just listen to this shit constantly, and it was just incredible. Like, like I said, man, Rusty was Rusty was there at the right time, bro. <laughs> it felt really nice to me. Although, yeah. before we move on for 2013, I do want to mention though, obviously, Jesus. Oh yeah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus grew on me. I didn't listen to it back then. Same thing with Wolf, actually. But Jesus was, yeah, he's a notable, notable release. I, I listened to Jesus. I, I listened to Jesus day one, and I liked like three songs. And then I didn't listen to it again for four more years. That was my freshman year of high school. Yeah. I listened yeah, to it again yeah. senior year of high school. That's, that's second exactly favorite. Pretty close second, to what I did, yeah. Second favorite um, album in Kanye's discography for me, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Although I will say this is probably his second. Before Jesus is King, this is peak headassness for Kanye. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it is it was pretty head off. Yeah. Uh, and then there was also, you know, Mac Miller watching movies with the sound off. I know Nas, you weren't, you know, you're not as big of a fan of Mac Miller, but like, damn, I was like when when Good AM came out. This was like I I was like going back to all this shit, and this was it's kind of crazy listening to Good AM after like after kids because they're very too like they're too different like you could tell him hanging out with odd future like rubbed off like super hard for watching movies with the sound off oh yeah like um and then Nas, you did you did remember to to remind me that amanaguchi's endless fantasy also came out. oh certified yeah huh? classic certified hook daft punk random access access memories too that was that was eight year eight year gap from human after all Damn, I, I wish I could have loved that album. Like, I go back to it, and I can always, I can always go back to this album now. Like, it's kind of insane. Like, I hated this album at first. Actually, I didn't really like it that much. I liked like two or three songs on it, but like now, every song just hits so well for me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, I'll say well, one thing before we go though. Yeah, what's the thirteen? Because of the internet. You're right. <sighs> Damn, I, I talked mm-hmm. about. I said, I said that I didn't really like it as much. But you know what? You know what? I did give it a re-listen again. Man, I like that album a lot. Yeah, it's an I album like I put a lot of time Sandino. into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Shadow Scandino in general. Oh, damn. Like, uh, boo okay. him real quick. He said, kick him out. Get out of here. <laughs> um, But that, that brings 2013 to a close. Let's move on let's move to 2014. Before we leave, though. Oh, oh, oh. Before we do dip. He's got something. Before we oh. do dip. We gotta talk about. It. We don't have to talk about it, but Pusha T's "My Name Is My Name." You're right. Came out ah, 2013. Man. "My Name Is My Name." This this album. Look, bro. All time goaded Kendrick verse. <laughs> got numbers on the board. This this out al- that album like. Look, I might not go back to it anymore, but that was an album that like I thoroughly enjoyed listening to at the time. Yeah, I would re-listen to that probably today. Yeah, really honestly, I might I might go back today for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's one I to say. Yes. ASAP. Oh yeah. Was it live long ASAP? I think it was long live ASAP. Long live ASAP. <laughs> live 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 love laugh ASAP. Facts. <laughs> or is it live laugh love? I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, who cares? It's, it's one of those. Bro. <laughs> All right. So. Twenty fourteen. No one. Okay, no, I, I was waiting for the interruption. There's nothing. <laughs> All right, 2014. Oh, before we go on, it's like no. Ah, oh, damn, he hit me with it. 2014. Um, this I wasn't like finding a lot of stuff that came out 2014, but I, I'm gonna need you guys to remind me stuff for, for 2014. But we got the really obvious pinata. No, mm. Freddie gives a Mad Lib. Ooh. And and you're dead. Yeah, I was about, I was about to what do you call it? I was thinking of chiming in like all right before we like start the 2014 segment, let's get like get have it. Let's say everything that we were going to say about your dead and get it out the way because I had a feeling all three of us were gonna chime in on your dead. Go 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 ahead and start with your dead, Florencio, because like I man, your dead is so good. Your dead is the best frustrating album of all time for me. <laughs> The reason why I say that is because he had certain moments on that album that were so unbelievably strong, and it's like the 49 second song. Yeah. Uh, like, it was the, my first time hearing electric guitar and a fly low beat just had me freaked out. It was so cool. It was like, so, you know, it like just like, uh, 
you know, I was full of energy hearing it and it was really great. And it just ends like that. And, yeah. you know, just, and there's several other moments on the album that are like that. And then I feel like a bit of the slower, more mellow songs kind of drag on compared to those songs because those other songs are regular length. But, you know, like the song he did with Kendrick was amazing, especially the halfway segment where it turns from a rap song into just a full on, you know, electronic song. Uh, that was super cool. Um, what do you call it? Yeah, just, you know, he uh, he really, really started experimenting with jazz thing too. There's all sorts of jazz percussion on the album also. I think it's probably his jazziest release to date. Uh, yeah, it's probably his jazziest release to date just because of the actual, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the little, uh, like I think, if I'm not mistaken, Kamasi Washington was on that record, maybe? Um. Like, if he's on it, then he's uncredited, game. probably. Or he's cr yeah, credited for yeah. something else, like production or something. Yeah. But I, I yeah, have I a feeling he was on there, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you already know Thundercat. Thundercat was on every Fly Low album since they met. Yeah. You know, like playing bass licks and shit like that. So you get, what do you call it? You get what Thundercat does on that album. And just, you know, yeah, man, it was, uh, what do you call it? Just uh, some songs too short. But besides that, uh, if it wasn't for that, it would probably be like pretty close to, uh, pretty close to uh, like a near perfect type record and everything like that it's just everything that he does good man fusing the best elements of electronic music uh hip-hop and jazz you know in his own little uh instrumental pieces and things like that mm. i was on this album apparently who who is earl sweat earl sweat when what the fuck? apparently he's on dead man's tetris apparently. i'm gonna need to i'm gonna need to re-listen to that because <laughs> spotify hey, is yeah. telling me captain murphy and snoop dogg yeah but still like that's yeah you you basically said like a lot in a way more technical way you said a lot of a lot of what i like about fly about fly low about you're dead um i mean like if i was gonna say some songs like obviously the kendrick <laughs> i'm gonna say yo shut up don't worry about <laughs> it um obviously i'm gonna say like never catch me that's the kendrick kendrick track turkey dog coma that I had to go through some of these songs again because I was because like I'm really bad at like remembering like song names, but like that was incredible. Um, yeah, fu fucking dead. That like the forty, literally the forty second song, like the shortest tracks on this are like some of the most that's, memorable. That's probably my favorite song on the album. If it was just longer, that one sounds so good. It, dude, it's it's so solid. Like this whole album is just like incredible. And exactly. funny it enough, this still any, like weak points. This still isn't gonna be the last Philo. Thing that i'm gonna mention here <laughs> um but we do gotta mention though do gotta mention you know we gotta talk we're going on to get out before we gotta talk about pinata, pinata. pinata. Uh, what would you got i got run the jewels too oh okay. my god you know what bro he made me feel hella dumb just now for that like forgetting about <laughs> rpg2 uh like i even look i got the record when it came out i got the record in a box set with the poster and a fucking t-shirt and i forgot about it <laughs> It's understandable, bro. This album, I bumped the fuck out of this album as soon as it came out onto 2015. Nah, for Damn, for real. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't really following um, Run the Jewels until RTJ3 came out. You see, um, I but I did, go, I did go back album. though. I, I did go back the first album. Then when this came yeah. out, I'm like, yo, as soon as Darling comes on, I'm like, oh, bro, what yeah, is this? LPs, no, exactly. LPs, that's oh. on every beat. Killer Mike's yeah, for real. Fucking murder. Killer Mike's like a new rapper on that record. Yeah, bro. bro. Like, like, listen to his rhyme schemes compared to RTJ2 and RTJ1. He's, like, evolved. Yeah. He said he, 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 he rhymes bro. like a New Yorker on that on that track. He can tell LP rubbed off on him. Mm. Which is great, man. They make such a great, yeah. underrated duo that people really don't talk about.
Oh, you know what? People do talk about it. It's just that they get really, really bad flack because they're considered, you know, like Reddit core. So that's yeah. oh, my team. Yeah. That's why people. That's why people don't respect RTJ because they're I know that Reddit. feeling. I know that feeling of like you know these are just solid. <laughs> it's like it's like getting it's like getting labeled nerdcore and you're like damn, like Megaran yeah, when he gets when he when Megaran is like considered nerdcore and I'm like damn, but he's just actually solid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, there's yeah. there's all sorts of those other terms, like YouTube recommended core is another thing that people look for in the music yeah, community. YouTube, yeah, but you half know? the time YouTube recommended core does suck. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it can, it can be that way. You know Caption, I mean? the only Hubble Johnson, so I the only one of these the only one yeah, of these cores that I think are like fully bad is Caption Core. <laughs> Caption Core? Uh, Caption Core is always bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yo. Wait, before we get on to Pinata though, I do want to mention Oxymoron did come out this year. Oxymoron. So it was solid. I, I think solid. it was solid. It was solid. I think it was very solid. 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 Definitely. Like I wouldn't probably I probably wouldn't put it in the top tier that I feel like I would have put it in a few years ago. But yeah. but it is it very solid. Way better than the last album that he did before that. It sounded way better. Yeah. The habits and contradictions. Yeah, I like it way yeah, better than yeah, habits and contradictions. Way better than contradictions. <laughs> but uh, I mean Schoolboy Q will, will return. We'll talk yeah. about him later. Oh yeah, we should. Yeah, we gotta talk about him. Um, but yo, Pinata though, Madlib, bro, Madlib's Mad pretty good. Nas, why don't you start, man? Nas hasn't started like a bunch of stuff now, man. We can't. Forget I want him to start this. I want him to start this. Nas, you go first, man. All right. So 2014. Did I listen to it when it came out? Yes, I did. I did. I did. But I listened to this late. I probably listened to this shit in December. Same. Same. This isn't the first time I've heard Mad Lib. Um, back when I was bumping Doom, finding out that one beer Doom didn't make it, I'm like, oh, who made it? Mad Lib. Who the fuck is Mad Lib? Okay. Yeah. Then <laughs> 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 I look into his shit, his medicine series. So, let's say by this point, I'm a Mad Lib fan. I see Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs, I associate with being like Jeezy's dude and a dude that made like a couple decent projects the year before. So I'm like, okay, this is a very odd, very weird combo, but I'm gonna see what's up. I put on the first track, Supplier. I'm like, okay, this is Mad Lib, this is Mad Lib. Then Scarface comes on, Blood Gushing. I think I hear sirens. Yo, <laughs> yeah, that's just start the sirens start, and you're in bro. there, bro. Bro, immediately yeah, and my then, whole and then the, face. the baseline dropping right after the siren is just like puts bro. you right in that Mad Lib mood because he has this little trick that it's like a secret of the trade. Hella beat makers have tried to find out how he gets this super wobbly tone in the bass. It's his trademark. The yeah. super wobbly sounding bass, and it's just the wobbly bass kicks in, bro. And you're that's you're like you're just like uh, what do you call it? It's like one of those uh, like rides that has like the screen and like the fucking the seats move back and forth. It's like they shift forward, bro. When that I, kicks I assure in, you, when that song came on, or when the sirens hit, I get goosebumps. I get fucking yeah. goosebumps, bro. This yeah, album to me is like an, another tier of ten. It's a yeah, perfect. Album. It's the same tier Mad Villain is at. <laughs> it's better than Mad Villain for, real. for me. I could, for real. you know what, you know what's yeah. crazy is that like, you asked me a couple years ago, I would have said that's fucking blasphemy, bro, to say that. But bro, every year I listen to, I listen to Pinata, it gets better. Yeah, like like Pinata's like like it's kind of, I, I don't know if it was true, if it's true or not. Like the like how it ended up happening where he just like Madlib just sent 
Freddy like what was it like 100 beats or something like that and he's just like here like pick from here yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah, that that's what he does it, with everybody it's crazy because like you you like listen to it and like the way you wouldn't believe that because like like freddie like rides these beats so well like he's so with it uno bro who raps on on a beat like uno bro bomb yeah bro, bro, bomb. like like look, look at all these look at all these all these beats bro. robes robes yeah. is my favorite track broken lake the whole everything everything even yeah. the bonus tracks even deep like all the, all the feature all the features are yeah, incredible yeah, like yeah. i don't think a single i don't yeah. think a single person like dropped like like had a, like a bad verse on this like everyone pulled their weight for this and yeah, yeah and like so freddy like it's crazy my face right now but i'm crying i never so i've never <laughs> i i never heard of freddy gibbs before this um but i i did know mad live because this was this was like the same year i was like learning about like more about mf doom and stuff so you know mad mm -hmm. villainy ended up being like up there for me yeah. um and i was like oh i need more mad lib i want to listen to more mad lib wait he released this and i'm mm -hmm. listening to it and i'm like man what the fuck is this this is perfection <laughs> yeah no, it's a black exploitation um, film in music film yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's really a soundtrack to a black exploitation film yeah, I listened to. This is the first time I, I unknowingly, because did, I didn't, I wasn't like looking at a, I wasn't looking at a track list that had like features. So I, I unknowingly listened to Danny Brown here first. Um, mm. like mm. Earl, like hearing Earl on here and being like, this is wow, this is this is Earl? actually. I will say something. That Danny Brown verse gets on my nerves. I love it so much. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember hearing, uh, you know, it was pretty, I remember watching a review of it on YouTube for that album. And yeah, I would agree with the particular reviewer that Danny's verse wasn't really necessary per se. Yeah. That I'll say. That, that, you know what, I get it. I get, I get just, what you could have not had Danny and the album would have still been just as good. It was just kind of, you know, added in there. No, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, there's, there's just so much shit on here, bro. Like... Fucking Lakers mm -hmm. on here, yo, <laughs> Shitsville, the best yeah, yeah, track of all times on here. Harold, oh, yeah, that yo, beat, the beat on Harold, the beat change on real, is unreal, yeah, unreal. Gave me goosebumps, bro. It starts out with just that super like punchy drums, just yeah. like you know, no, no <laughs> bullshit type approach. <laughs> like, oh shit, and that posse cut to close yeah. the album too. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect posse cut to close the album. Michi's verse? verse is good. Yo, Max verse is pretty solid. Casey um, Veggies had a solid verse. Yeah, I forgot he was on that song, to be honest. I forgot yeah, he existed. Yeah, honest. I did too until I read that. Don't worry. Yeah. But he's been, like, he's solid everywhere. Like, everywhere he is, though. Yeah, he, yeah I don't remember he, him ruining that verse. So. Even G Wait, which one really did you mention that? Domo. Domo Genesis. Domo. Yeah, oh, Domo. Yeah, Domo yeah, yeah. Domo's yeah, really yeah, solid, yeah. Domo had that Alchemist tape. I forgot what year it came out, but uh, what do you call it? That tape was okay. That tape was good. That tape was really good. Yeah, the tape with the Alchemist beats, yeah. I was going to talk about it, but we were like overstayer welcome. Yeah. Was there anything else in 2014, really? That, that like, you want to uh, point out, you want to talk about? That uh, I don't have much to say because it's been a long time since I heard them, but just for anybody listening that might be on it, uh, FKA Twigs came out. I just uh, mentioned last call? night that I wanted to listen to more of her stuff because I haven't really listened to much yeah. other than like a couple yeah. singles. FKA Twigs, uh, what do you call it, uh, came out, and uh, I'm trying to pull up the track list because I do remember one song off of it. it was like one of my favorite songs that came out that year. Yeah, Nas uh, told me to throw uh, it in the yeah. trash while I was yeah. when I was considering it. 
Yeah, FKA yep. Twigs, a notable, some notable release. Uh, Meek Jenkins, The Waters. Yup. So oh my God! How did I forget the Waters? Bro. Yeah, it was. Oh, we had to talk about the Waters. Then. I forgot about that. Yeah, bro. we had to talk about it. The yeah, water. chime in on it, man, because I don't remember too much about it, but I do remember it was like he kind of okay, like he became like a name that people started talking about that year. With yeah, so this, this, I'll hmm. say this before Johan says something. Yeah, go, go, you go. Ahead. You got eight by Joey on Jerome. That's all. Oh. I'm <laughs> look, with that I information, think, you as you will. Look, I think he held his own, but Joey did beat him. <laughs> I'm gonna oh. say that. Um, really, this I forgot. What was what was the name of the group he was in like at the time? It was like a, it was like a like a collective almost at the time. Um, it was like Mick Jenkins, like uh, Tokyo, someone else, like other people. I don't, I don't remember, man. Like yeah. I don't know who it was, but that's how my friend was telling me about it because he's like he was listening to all the people from that at that time. So he told oh, me yeah, about the water. Last time we're gonna, I just remember that's not the last time we're gonna mention uh, Mick Jenkins. At least this not. is th yeah, this won't be the last time for me either. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But this album, like I listened to this, I'm like, man, like. This this had so much like healer, the waters, comfortable bro. This is the first time I heard no yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. You, you heard the potential in there, you know. Yeah, waves, um, drink more. No names verse is really good. Martyrs, five four. No name's really good on uh, pretty much everything she touches. Dude, this yeah, she is. Oh yeah, wait, when did hold on? I do gotta I do gotta ask when when did that when did telephone come out? 20, okay, I'll wait till 2016 then. We'll, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> we got ways to go, bro. Um, we, you might have to slip this in two pods unless you want to drop the whole two-hour thing. Oh, man. nigga, we're dropping this whole thing. <laughs> Best your this ass, this is how we Let's get people it. in here, bro. Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. All right. But that that closes out 2014. Oh, wait, wait. My bad, my bad. Oh, Mac oh, Miller Faces oh. is my favorite Mac Miller project. You're right. Faces was this year, too. Faces. Faces. Yeah. Now, see, I probably listen to Faces less than less than a lot of his other stuff, but Faces, like, that's one that whenever people talk about Mac Miller, everyone's like, "Yo, Faces." <laughs> everyone, everyone talks about Faces. Yeah, it, Faces. All right, so we find we've hit some of the heavy hitters. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. So we were. We were like listing all these albums and everything like that, but 2015 is a is an incredible year. All right, bro. So we know what we're talking about last. We're gonna save that one for last. We know what we're talking See, about last. Knowing you, yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be one of two things, but yeah, I really no. think it's one. I really yeah, think it's one of them. You know what it is. <laughs> oh, I do gotta mention Travis Scott's best project. A project that I don't think he'll uh, ever top. Rodeo. Most people, most people know he won't. He's got hella bad elmatics in the room. It's it's crazy because like yeah, sophomore slump. Every every project he puts out, it makes me feel like it, it really reminds me that that was probably a fluke. Okay, no. And it hurts because because rodeo, like. You listen to Travis Scott now, or you listen to Travis Scott before Rodeo came out, and like you, you could not believe that he would put out an album this absolutely incredible. Uh, like you've got, like you got tracks like 90210, bro. Now, like, oh my, it goes, it opens from pornography, like with the with the nice, the nice intro, nice reading story, uh, by by Ti, bro. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. And it goes into, it goes into, oh my this side, yo Quavo destroyed that that was so good um you'd think a song like 3500 being seven and a half minutes long with future and two chains would overstay its welcome 
But nah, it doesn't. No, it, it's so nice. Like I listen, like I'll listen to the whole thing. I'll be like, damn, it's already done. Like what? Like, wow. Um, I think the you only thing about this album, though, hmm. where I think it falls, it always picks back up. Wasted, I think, was all right. And yeah, it right back up when nine oh two one zero. I nine oh two one zero. Like, I cannot believe someone like Travis Scott would release. Yeah. Like it's a song you listen to it and you're like, is this the album I think it is? Like there's so much like artistry behind that fucking song that like does not sound like something. Like if you showed this to someone who had never listened to rodeo before, you showed this album to someone who never listened to rodeo, um, and all they'd listened to was was everything past rodeo. Like it wouldn't, they wouldn't probably wouldn't believe you that this was fucking Travis Scott. Rodeo um, sounds like it's a. It's a child of 808s and Heartbreak, mixed with like the current era that it came out in. Yeah, it's like it's like if 808s drank a cup of cup of codeine. <laughs> that works. That works. <laughs> it's damn. I can't yeah. believe that actually works. Pray, like pray for love, I thought was okay, but then Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, oh, bro. bro. Bro, look, man. Would you believe me if I told you I didn't know Chief Heave was on that for two years? Who did you think that was? No, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He I was like, was, bro, he thought that anyone was else. Yeah, he thought that was insert Chicago drill rapper. Yeah. You know, it was Aesop Rock. Piss on Your Grave is wow. like not actually that good, but I love it every time. Bro, tell me that song doesn't it come on. Funny. You don't that's yell. That's my favorite, that's my favorite uh, song off that album. So I can believe that. I can believe that. that was funny. I don't. I don't Piss like on your the, grave. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the, of the album to begin with, but I will say this for somebody who's into that scene of music it's absolutely perfect he does everything right you know the things from his auto-tune settings to his production choices the what do you call it the use of uh, all the what do you call it uh, all the most popular drum kits of its time all the most mm. iconic apple studio kits yeah and yeah, i, I found like it on full on full what do you call it uh what do you call it uh just filling the what do you call it like the stage like it's just big mm. trap opera of some sort so yeah me, that's a great like that's a great way to describe it it, it sounds like an, an evolved an evolved, developed, polished version of all the street rap that I would hear other kids in my, uh, what do you call it, uh, other kids in my high school blast out their headphones. Because mm-hmm. the biggest thing that you hear is the, like, really loud auto-tune singing. It's like the biggest thing that you hear, and it's like, what do you call it, totally there, the, what do you call it, the spotlights on, the spotlights on uh, that part of the album. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me a lot of the, what do you call it, a lot of the up-and-coming, uh, street rap that came out around those times and i didn't know the names because i wasn't really involved in it because i didn't live in those neighborhoods you know uh the neighborhoods like here in the bay that have those like coming out a lot is like you know like oakland and san jose you know i kind of i didn't really live like around there that's where most of the uh most of that scene uh what do you call it comes from but i do remember like kind of hearing it people would blast it out their cars and stuff like that and it sounds like a polished version of that kind of music yeah hell yeah this thing is just like talking no i love it though it's so good (laughs) Like there's there's so much man, Maria, I'm drunk, bro. You know how sad I was when they took that shit off Spotify for a while. Why did they take it off? Oh, it it was I, I forget what it was. It was it was, probably yeah, had to be like some licensing shit. Um, but man, it there's so much there's so much like obviously I got I got into this album because like Antidote like blew up obviously, um, and I was like yo what's this on and then like I listened to the rest of it. This was this was about the the start of when i would start to listen to albums like fully like and like go in and like really start like listening to shit like like full and i'm so happy i listened because this this album is like 
this is a fucking like experience like this album like i love the way you describe that it's like a trap opera because like <laughs> it feels like that bro everything it comes together dramatic. it feels really dramatic to listen to what's hella funny i don't even like this album but i can still see the perspective of people who do like it a lot i can 100 percent see it you know, uh, and yeah, for that reason, it, it feels it feels dramatic, man. It's like one of the most dramatic trap albums ever, and I think that's why that's why people gravitate to it too, is because of the drama. Because people treat it that way. People treat it as a, as a performance more than they treat it as like any yeah, other. So if we're talking about trap albums, then can we talk about the goat? The goat. The goat. Bro, Bobby Schmurder came out in 2011. Bro, Bernie <laughs> Sprite too. Oh yeah, that was 2015, wasn't it? Dude, it doesn't feel like 2015. I feel, I feel like Dirty Sprite 2 has been here for like a decade, right? <laughs> you know, Rodeo. I felt like Rodeo came out the year after, you know, 2015 yeah. from kind of early. Yeah. And it's, yo, okay, Dirty Sprite 2, bro. Look, over time, I've like, my luster for it has kind of like drooped a little. Yeah. But, but man, someone puts on, like last night, bro, you queued up, you queued like where you at, and like everybody in the call was saying, <laughs> Bro, bro, we were. It's an album where, if like, you look at it on paper, you're like, "Damn, this shit hasn't aged well." Then when thought it was a drought, plays and you're like, "Ding, ding, ding." You hear the chords, you're like, "Oh shit!" You're like, "Oh, we're we're in this, bro." Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those albums that I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like where I look, I'll look back to it, and I'll be like, "I don't like this that much," and then it starts playing, and you're like, "Oh, never mind. I love this. What am I talking about?" This shit was perfect. Um, it I, I feel like that it hurts because it, that, that album that album exemplifies what I mean by like futures only as good as as he cares. Cause he get like you can tell when he just gets really lazy. He gets really like he needs people around him to like really really make it like work for him. You think that? I just think he can't do it anymore. I don't think he can replicate this. I don't think he ever will. I agree. I don't think he'll replicate this for real, except for like on features or something. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um. What else was on here? 2015. You got. I'm just gonna mention a couple, just to like not not like go crazy with it. Like, um, I'm gonna be the only one here, but Bjork, Bjork's Volnikura. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. That was definitely more, one of the more Yo. solid records. That was very solid. Uh, Sofian Stevens, Carrie and Lowell. You gotta mention that. Carrie and Lowell, yeah, you gotta mention Carrie. Um, Nas is gonna kill me, but Summertime 06, bro. Oh, mid- Summertime 06 is a yeah, it's definitely one of the better hip hop releases that year. I like that one a lot. The production was Thank super you. on point. Vince Staples sounds like a real, more of like I a see. serious artist now. Because his first, <laughs> what do you call it? keeps the news in Nas? Because the first <laughs> was like, what do you call it? His first EP was like, you know, it feels like a joke compared to Summertime 06 because Summertime yeah. 06 feels like such a, yeah, like such a well-developed album. You like know, I listened to uh, North North first and like yeah, I listened yeah, to North North, 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 and then that got me to- That Clams Casino beat, bruh. Yo, it Casino was- You know, Clams Casino has that weird, like almost experimental electronic sound to all his beats and it mm-hmm. comes in full force in that. And it's so weird that you can hear this thing that just a beat by itself, if you were to replace the drums, would sound like some sort of strange, yeah, like some sort of strange electronic music. But oh, he's shit. coming over here, like painting that pull full on SoCal. You know what's one of my favorite things that Vince Staples does is he has the most Los Angeles accent of all time. Yeah, yeah. He sounds like everybody from LA sound like that. Like, <laughs> so when I hear it, it's like, holy fuck, you know, it's like, it puts me right there to me. 
because when you go there everybody sounds like that you know so what do you call it that's a like a really big thing for me is uh, the Sweet. fact that uh, the fact that uh, <laughs> he does that uh, on that album yeah man just uh, you know it's not like a it's, it's like a little bit it's noticeably uh what do you call it distanced uh, from like the title of i would say like a perfect record it does have a lot of it does have a little bit of rough spots on the record for me but overall production super solid his flows are hella unique like i said he's got that full on he's he's one of the most like los angeles ass los angeles rappers ever man so yeah. you know what do you call it uh, he he uh he he, is, he has the flavor of southern california all over that album summertime 06 summertime in la it's like i said it just it works man so what do you call it it's a definitely mentionable record yeah, I'm actually, you know what? I, I didn't even realize that you would actually have a lot to say about it because you're, you're from that area. So it's like, yo, no, yeah, for real. Like I told you, yeah, that's right. Like all the things that he uses, like, you know, the slang, even the fact that he's like pronouncing it like a, like North North and just the little things that he's saying is like when he chimes in with some of the one liners, right? Uh, yeah. What do you call it? Like, uh, man, I can't remember the, the one liners from that one, but he always drops the one liners about like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, like, like uh they do this sprite yeah no it's like he's he's got other one-liners that really paint the page because it's like when you talk to some of the uh you know and don't get me wrong like i said you know what i mean like i've i live kind of like far from a lot of the the more notorious places in california but i have had the opportunity in places like work and stuff like that to talk with some of the uh to yeah to talk with like some real ass ogs and they they a lot of the one-liners that he drops is the same knowledge that they tell you so it feels super authentic yeah, definitely. Oh, yo. Okay. Oh, just because I do want to mention them too. I got to mention the queen. Carly Rae Jepsen dropped the motion. <laughs> look, bro. Look, bro. Yeah. look, bro. I, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I was like, I kind of like shook out of my, I, I used to be like one of those people that was like, yo, pop, ew. Get that shit out of here. That shit's disgusting. That's not real music. Yeah, everybody's like that when you're a teenager, man. It's not yeah. really so you turn into an adult that you can kind of be like, all right, I'm not. I don't feel so angsty about yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? And you, can which just is crazy. Good you can take a good melody as just a good melody and like yeah. not have to overthink it. Well, you're gonna see. You're gonna see that like in the albums I mentioned, like over for the next couple of years, you're gonna start seeing more of that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah. Yo, you can see you coming into an adult during that time, kind of, because then you don't judge so much just because, oh, yeah, it's pop. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. That's, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like, the, like the word we use in uh, the word we use in uh, you, the word uh, Mexican uses like fresa. Like, oh, that's fresa. That's yeah. fresa, bro. I know that. You know, mm. but it's like, you know, you don't judge so much once you're an adult. You don't overthink it. Definitely, definitely. What what else is here? We also got we got we got to mention Cherry Bomb. Now, Cherry Bomb, oh my God. Cherry Bomb grew on me so bad, bro. Which is hella funny because everybody, like, like what do you call it? Everybody bashes it for the like uh, the terrible the mixing. mixing. The mixing is trash, obviously, right? The mixing is so trash, dude. The title track is just—it's just funny to listen because <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like he got hit by like a shrink ray, and he's like yelling the lyrics from like a little can, <laughs> like a cut open can, and it's just like a—it's like a little like a little mouse with a deep voice just yelling the lyrics trapped inside of a can, while like a full band of drummers and a synth player is playing in the same room. Well, what's like, crazy is that like, like, like how how you mentioned earlier that like. Um, Pharrell's like production, like style, like rubbed off on him. Oh my god! And on songs man, like, on songs like uh, she's what's it called again? Uh, she's too uh, young or yeah, she's young? too young. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Dripping fucking young, fucking young. Yeah, fucking young. Dripping Pharrell influence, exactly. Um, and then the other one, I think two seater. Yeah, two seater. Oh my god! Like you, you find your wings. Like you listen to these these songs, and it's like yeah, this is some of Tyler's you know, production. Is, 
Yeah, and this is also where we hear Tyler come into his own as a composer as well. Because, you know, Tyler isn't really like a huge, huge sample guy, like whatsoever. Mm. Uh, a lot of his beats, right, he's making just off little like sound kits and stuff like that that he finds. Uh, to me, he's like a, he's like the king of uh, one of his trademarks is like the really shitty sounding synthesizers. Like you get synthesizers, bro, that sound like they came from like a like a '90s, like a, what do you call it, like some sort of like '90s, like oh, like beginner music uh, DJ program or something like that. Yeah, it's like really good, terrible man. sounding, terrible sounding synthesizer sounds. But they're like, but he makes them sound good though. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. he plays it in the in the right context and it ends up sounding good. He plays it where he wants distortion to be added. Like I know it's a and, long ways uh, from now, but Igor, he made that shit pop. For real, for real. That's what I'm saying, right? It's like, it's like, what do you call it? He still uses those same synths that he was using on Bastard to this day, but he knows how to put them in so much more context instead of, oh, that was the only synthesizer uh, program or patch that I could use. Now it's like, okay, I'm using it both context and they've grown on me and I'll, I'll make those sounds grow on you. That's kind of like what he does when he portrays it in there. But um, the last point that i wanted to mention for that album is just yeah like on songs like a fucking young and everything like that you know those are chords that he's choosing himself you know mm -hmm. like he's what do you call it? he played keyboard and piano uh what do you call it for a very long time uh from then you know he kind of started a little bit late at 14 because uh all the complicated instruments if you guys didn't know you want to start them uh, like the earlier the better like early, otherwise yeah 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 or otherwise you'll never master them only the your mind's your mind's a sponge like you got to get yeah, that shit yeah, early right? Right, yeah, exactly. So, you know, but even for being late, you know what I mean? Like, we call it, he can still, you know, he still knows how to, like, hold his own. You know, you've probably seen clips on YouTube where, you know, he'll play some of his songs on piano and stuff like that. But just, he, he has an obsession with good chords from, like, a love of artists like Stevie Wonder and stuff like that, who are amazing at taking, like, jazzy-style chords and making them sound, you know, like, like, like in a pop context so that people mm -hmm. don't go, eh, jazz, or it doesn't have, like, a corny or cheesy, like, feel to it. And uh, yeah, so all those songs, you know, when you hear like these really big, powerful, just yeah, like the chord progressions, all the things happening on piano, like that's that's Tyler himself. You know, those aren't samples that he's like pulling out or anything like that. So mm -hmm. you're hearing his like maturity of like harmonic understanding, like come to full place. What I just mean is that he has a better understanding of what chords sound pretty together by that point. Like yeah. he puts it on, it's on full display on that album. It's so, bro, like, I, this is why I brought you here, bro. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's just things that it's like, it's just things that it's like, you know, I'm like the kind of person that's like, I want to understand why I like something, not just be like, oh, I like it. Because that's yeah. the person that annoys me the most, is the person that's just like, oh, I don't like it, or oh, I don't like it. Why? Because oh, I don't like it. Like, people like that, like, so I try to be the exact opposite of that person, basically. Yeah. Like, like earlier when we were talking about the Joyner Lucas album, like, bro, look, as much as I want, I don't like Joyner Lucas. I can't not listen to this. I can't make fun of this album if I haven't listened to it, bro. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> come mm -hmm. on. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on this album if I haven't listened to it. <laughs> yeah, for real. But I will. He says what he wants, man. He's a free man. Choose your weapon. By, um, oh my God. Coyote. Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo. Hiatus kite, bro. Man, I'm gonna let y'all go first because I'm, I'm gonna leave the complex shit for later. Y'all go first. Oh, there's man. not much. There's not much for me to say. Um, other than I really fuck with this, bro. I actually like. I like this album better than their uh, than Tomahawk, the previous one. Um, I believe. Let me let me just let me double check, just so I'm not I'm not like lying on my ass. Yeah, talk talk Tomahawk. I do like. I like the way this album like works I, I also like that they have the trap by track commentary like <laughs> like side like side thing too like that was that was really nice um in general like this is a lot of just what makes uh hiatus um coyote good mm -hmm. 
I don't remember this album being that long. Looking back, it's an hour and like 19 yeah. minutes. Yeah, Holy it's shit. insane. But, 18 um, tracks. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is a slapper. Um, the only reason I got into this album, though, is because I was trying to smash him chick. And that didn't happen. But, That's hella funny, dude. That's funny as fuck, man. But she left me with some great music. That's crazy. I found it through Hannibal Burris' podcast when she when she was on the podcast. The singer yeah <laughs> man, yo that's crazy dude you you really got like some art hoe to bless you with like the most beautiful neo soul album of the new bro season. when i first heard shallon monk mother funk yo bro that's it every, every song 10 times good. <laughs> put it on yeah Instagram. yeah no for real every song on it is good um yeah. what do you call it the thing about that album is i love how they took you know the like obviously the what do you call it because you know it is in its essence a neo soul album right so they're like influenced by that whole wave of the, of the late 90s and early 2000s of, you know, the like Soulquarians, right? Uh, with like Erica Badu, D'Angelo and uh, stuff like that, right? So, you know, it's a Neo Soul album in its essence, but it has such a progressive nature to it. What I mean is that there are so many of the longer songs of that album have sections that feel like a completely different song. And then they kind of come back to how the song started. And they do it yeah. super, super elegantly. And it's always when they change sections that they decide to just become like, that they decide to just become like twice as smart as if they weren't already smart, right? Because they're geniuses at writing music, right? But they just become, they just decide to become twice as smart and pull like this super crazy, like these like fat, like jazzy, like 10 note chords out of nowhere. It's like, whoa, like. I don't know, bro. Like they, they hit you with some really powerful stuff. And to you guys, it just sounds like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like for you guys, it's like just really, really catchy. Right. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes like I'll just be sitting back and I'd be thinking after listening to like music, like there is like, damn, like, what do you call it? Uh, they have certain sections bro, where they just completely nailed it. Like they couldn't have written it any better, you know, and they, they're like that on every single song, super deep bass over the album. You know, the bass player uses a five string and he abuses the, the hell out of the low B. So you have a super, super low, super mellow tone to the bass throughout the entire, uh, what do you call it, album. They mix in like all their synthesizers come in and out like with ease, you know what I mean? If they want to yeah. replace the keyboard with a synth or replace the bass with a synth for just a certain section of the song, it sounds super fluid, super natural you know and napalm's uh vocal delivery bro you would think she was black dude i am, still cannot believe that like napalm was, she like, was black bro yeah yeah for real That's yeah, what I'm saying. for a while you think dude, yeah until you, know you see her and you're like what shit? Yeah, you know what's the crazy like, shit this shit got so much rhythm funk and soul bro these are white australians yeah. australians <laughs> australians bro Black nigga. that's so weird these niggas out here that's, dodging that's komodo dragons and, King, and their country burning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, like I told you, you know what I mean? So yeah, Napalm sings with hella soul. She's got a great delivery, super soft voice. Uh, she sounds super sincere. Everything she sings sounds super sincere. Um, what do you call it? Especially on that song where, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I forgot what it's called. I think it's, you know what? It might be on the other album, actually. It's the one where she keeps saying, uh, like, uh, I love you. I, you know? I I know what song you're talking about. I you know what song I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. On that on that one, man. Like, what do you call it? Uh, I don't know if it's on this album or that album, but yeah, that's an example of I think of where she sounds super sincere. You know, it was a song dedicated to her best friend. Mm. Uh, so yeah, you know, she uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, she's really really uh, you know, she's great at doing her thing. The whole band is great at doing their thing. But you know, it's oh. like the perfect cherry whipped cream on top is just her what do you call it her lovely voice on every track i'm looking forward to the next project 
Man, I I, like it's been due, bro. We should have had it like twenty five years. <laughs> it's been five years, and it's twenty. These niggas have no reason not. Yeah, we were talking about that last night that they're like that with like the quarantine. Some people were like, "Damn, like there's not gonna be as much like music releases." I'm like, "No, bro, there's gonna be like triple the music releases because everyone's gonna be stuck." <laughs> yeah, they can't perform. Some of them are doing like actually uh, Napalm from Hiatus Coyote. I think she did like a little like a uh, she did a little live concert uh, online where you could uh, pay for it like to, to watch and shit. Yeah, that's that's the shit that I'm like expect. I'm expecting like so much shit to come out like this year. This year is gonna be after it's we'll, over, we'll get yeah, to it. Cause, but damn, because a lot of stuff will be written. It's just that they can't perform all at once with like other band members. Solo yeah. artists that are just by themselves will probably put out like a bunch of music. Uh, right, but yeah, fans. the only thing is that a uh, full bands it's gonna be harder to uh, put out music for. All right, are we gonna? Lupe Bro, I didn't hear that record. I'm not gonna lie, but but I need to get more into Lupe though. I, but, I remember it was you that wanted me to get more into Lupe. Dude, Lupe. Oh man, bro, going from lasers and food and liquor too to this, bro, it was a renaissance. <laughs> like this was oh. the era where being a Lupe fan was like being a Sonic fan. Oh my god! Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to like. Oh, Alright, this is gonna be trash. Hey, you know what? But here's the thing, though. Lupe was putting out a much better product than Sonic was at the time. Oh so, yeah, definitely. How kind of hard to compare the two in that sense, man? You know, what I, mean? you so Lupe, for like, I, I haven't heard Lupe, but he was probably putting out better music than whatever freaking Sonic game came out that year. Was I this really the same? Hold on, I need to. I need to double check something. When the hell did Sonic Boom come out? Like twenty. Yeah, like maybe twenty fifteen. No way. Oh my gosh, it came out 2014, bro. <laughs> See what I'm saying, bro? Come on, bro. Lupe got a better album than it came out. Sonic it came out late 2014, meaning this yeah. is this is the same time frame as Sonic Boom. Yeah, yeah but but, but, but I know what he means, though. You know, you're still a weirdo if you like Lupe a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I get that. Know, I didn't know very many people that listened to him except me. Maybe I think like a few skaters like him, and like then one guy out. that was like into fashion. And then this Back came in. out, and like everyone's like, "Oh yeah, never mind. We forgot. Lupe is a good." He's good. Yo, was that the was that the one where it's got the show goes on single? No, no that was lazy. That was lazy. Oh, okay. Um, this is the one with mural. This is the one mm, with the cortex that. sample. Oh my god. Okay. It's so good. This you album, have, you have like, there's so much into mural, which is eight minutes. I didn't see that it was eight minutes. So when he kept rapping, I'm like, oh shit. Dude, he just keeps going. He keeps going, going, and going. He keeps going, and it's just. It, but it like it's one of those songs. Like you know when you know when they're long songs that like usually when I see a long song, I'm like, ah, I don't know how much I like it. But then there's but like a good long song is one that you, like you don't even realize is long. You're like, damn, this is nice. Which is funny because we talked about Dream Theater a bunch last night. <laughs> yeah, Dream Theater has like 22 minute songs, and you're like, yeah. bro. <laughs> it's kind of, I'm like, bro, come on. Like, yo, I was listening, like, I was listening to, um, fuck, what's the name of it? I'll remember it later, but it was like, it's like an hour and a half long, but it's got five tracks on it. Because <laughs> each track is like 30 minutes. <laughs> each track is like 20 minutes long. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah. Lupe deserves his props for this album. This shit reassured me being a fan. I was like, damn. No, like, I you were fun. losing it. You were losing was, it. Yeah, I was <laughs> losing it. And I was like, yo, I love this man. Now, now I know why I love this man again. Yeah. All right. And just because I do want to mention it, um, Baroness came out with the Purple album, which is fantastic. If you haven't listened to it, really like, I don't know what the descript, what the how you describe it, because I, I don't, I don't, not really the biggest like, I don't have much knowledge so like with like the the subgenres in metal. It feels like sludge metal or something, whatever the fuck that's called. 
I think. I don't know. I don't know what exactly. Um, and Death Grips with the powers that beat, which I really liked, but, you know, it depends on the person. Bruh, one half of that album got the funniest title to me, bruh. I'm just Bro. Bro. <laughs> Na- neighbors on the moon, bruh. Oh my god. <laughs> neighbors on the moon. Yo, my, yo my, my friends on the moon. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. But really, this is all building up to our real... Oh, wait, nope, before. Earl Sweatshirt. I don't like shit. I don't oh go outside. God. I don't like shit. I don't go outside. That album grew on me hella bad. I didn't like it the year it came out. The year after, I gave it like a really full listen and just, oh my god, just everything he's saying is matched by his beats. He paints the perfect soundscape of just like a dark, sullen, so depressing. Like you're just yeah, exactly. It's just sadness. Like you're just surrounded in a super, like dark, dim sadness. Like you just imagine he's saying he's reciting the whole album, just like yeah, you know, like just uh, some of the like the bars he put. You know what I mean? That he's got like indica falling on his shirt, like chicken crumbs. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's like, like yeah, I turned off the lights when like I recorded so, this. He's like so like stoned or you know or like low because he also admitted that he was like drinking syrup at the time. Yeah. Like you know just completely just like yeah like like he's just like a sad you know like a sad high slot which is crazy because this album i feel like the whole thing is painted as this like as just really dark and dreary but like his vocals are like he's like angry most of the time on some of them he's kind of angry yeah that's true it's probably the the loudest we on some of the tracks it's probably the loudest we've heard him uh, rap in a long time and it does kind of quote on some what do you call it no i mean i didn't mean to say quote i didn't say close it did kind of close on some y'all still better take me seriously type attitude Mm -hmm. with a wool you know like even though he's sad he's, he's still saying that rappers can't touch him I'll say this cool. though. I appreciate this album a lot. I don't come back to it, but I appreciate this shit. I'll say yeah. this. Ben Staples, as much as I don't like him, well, as far as like musically, mm-hmm. his verses with Earl are all time. It's it's pretty incredible, like how good it's just dope because you get the you get the one two punch of the what do you call it the LA weird guy that still what do you call it knows enough about the hood with like the straight up like LA hood guy. Yeah. So it's the perfect one two punch with those two. It's yeah. even funnier, like like we were like you were mentioning, like niggas should take me seriously and stuff like that. Like on Wool, like I was listening to it today and then that line where he just like like niggas skipped to me, like whenever I'm on the song, I'm like, yo, <laughs> I love this guy so much yeah 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 things like that so you know he's like like 50s falling out my pocket fucking baby teeth right like, yeah <laughs> like, you know what i mean he's just saying, like you know it's like a full-on like it closes out with a full-on braggadocio like hey i'm the precious shit i still know i am the shit though so don't try to come at me weird just because i like made this sad ass album it's yeah. almost like that feels like that's why he put that song on there exactly. i may be a sad boy but i'm not a bitch exactly yeah there you go there you go exactly like that perfectly put all right but really we built up to the big, the big hitter. Yo, hold up. Could I, could I just, could I just mention, could I just mention it? Oh, like, mention, yeah, go, mention. yeah, hell yeah. Go, what's up? Yeah, I'm gonna say that the, uh, what do you call it? The Underachievers put out their best record this You're year right. with Evermore. Yup, Evermore was this. You're right. Yeah, Evermore was, what do you call it, 2015? Yeah, man, just, uh, what do you call it, uh, decently, like, uh, what do you call it, solid beats the whole way around. You know, the first half of the album is super somber. The second half of the album is, like, more party tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call it? But it feels more like 
what do you call it? Because of the first half of the album, it ties into the second half that it's almost like they're not partying to ignore that they're sad or to ignore that they've had hardcomings. They're partying in spite of being sad, in spite of their hardcomings. And it's I feel kind like of a nice. That point. It's a nice evolution from Indigoism too. We didn't mention Indigoism yeah. in 2013, actually, but yeah, oh, yeah, for real, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Indigoism, yeah, Indigoism was cool, man. They had that one boom bap track on there. I'm like, man, this is just dripping with New York flavor. It was sounding super nice. Gold Soul, Gold Soul Theory. Uh, no, that's not the track. No, not that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some good shit on this. No, there's some, there's, oh, there's some great shit God. on this, though. Dude, I forgot. What do you call it? I forgot the, uh... Oh, yeah. First off, we all forgot Lil Ugly Man, so we all gotta oh. put on the big... We all gotta put on the mm-hmm. silver shoes right mm-hmm. now, because we forgot Lil Ugly Man. Bitch, okay, I don't know. That, was, that, was, that was, like, 2012, I think. 2012. I'ma let that Uzi spit turn his face into gooey shit. <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, man. What do you call it? So, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, maybe everything about that about that record has been said. I mean, I'm not going to skip because it was like hella years ago. But yeah. basically, it's just like, it's like a super evolved, hyper, like just, I don't know. It's just like a very, very evolved, thoroughly inspired by Memphis. You know, it's like a tribute to Memphis rap from a guy that sounds like he's, what do you call it, composing the beats to be performed by a full band. It's yeah. amazing. Then you listen, right, then you then, like, you search up a picture of him and you're like, I don't believe you. Like, <laughs> I know, it's hella funny, right? It's hella funny, but here's the thing though, is that, you know, it's like, uh, what do you call it? I mean, at least I don't feel as bad about him being like, just like some skinny, nerdy white guy, because yeah. what do you call it? At least he's from Virginia, so he's still like Southern kind of, Yeah, you know? he's like, got it, he, it he knows. Like, it could be worse. If he was from like fucking like, if he was like from fucking like Nebraska or something, it'd be, it'd be kind of weird, but you know, he's from Virginia, so it makes it a little less weird. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. we call it a big, big album for 2015 for me. Really huge. One of my favorite releases. And, you know, that's why it's like, oh, uh, you guys mentioned 2015. I'm like, bro, too much shit came out this year. Are you kidding yeah. me? But fucking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Milo, The Flies Don't Come. That was. I loved that record. That, I don't worry. Milo will be talked about again later. But, yo, yeah, Flies yeah, Don't real, Come. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flies gosh. Don't Come to me is still my favorite Milo album. Just, you know what I mean? Like, what do you call it? Uh, I might be a little bit biased, but I love, like, kind of like a little bit, like the stripped down, slightly moody uh, SP404 beats. I love the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, I love some of his bars on it. You know what I mean? I build Suits of Armor for Suicide Note mm-hmm. authors. And, you know, Dude, the it's. Cover bars and one liners that he makes are really awesome, you know? It's uh, incredible to see his evolution from this because like you you listen to this yeah, album, right? You see this album and like it's it's almost like he's like building up like some of the some of the anger is like starting to build up. You get to Yo Milo, Yo Milo, he like he talks of the yeah. stuff he's talking about. He's he's like tired of this shit. And then yeah. when eventually we'll talk about it later when we eventually get to who told you to think and like it feels like he's tired of this shit. Like he's, he's done. He's angry now. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like it's like he kind of he kind of goes to on that next album. He kind of builds up to this attitude of, okay, so everybody is a well-versed critic at everything now, right? Like you know, like everybody's like feels like they have everything figured out, and he because because he's kind of tired of it. Because yeah. he's aware that he doesn't, so y'all should be aware that y'all don't have anything figured out. Y'all isn't just everybody else. And then yeah. everybody, everybody that featured on so the flies don't come, incredible too. Like oh my oh, gosh, yeah, elusive. Yeah, Elusive there, o- open mic eagle yeah. just consistently just showing oh, like open mic eagle, bro. Like, man, they came in and just yeah, they came in and just tore that uh, Fuck. just tore that beat up, bro. On straight up, just that we didn't talk about Quelly Chris. Uh, Quelly yeah. Chris, Quelly Chris, Quelly Chris. I mean, bro, look, what, there's, what so there's so much shit. There's so much shit, dude. What album? Did no, 2013. 2013. 2013. Oh, and he came out with one this year too. 
Yeah. You know what? That's the, what do you call it? Don't worry. I'm going to, what do you call it? I already have like a, like a mouthful ready for, yeah. uh, what do you call it? Being you is great. So yeah, we'll get, worry. we'll get there. We'll, we'll save, we'll save him. We'll save him for later. Like. Cause being you is yeah. great. I, I didn't really listen to that album, but I'm going to let you guys talk about that one. Cause, cause yeah, I know that one. So we do got to talk about the big hitter though. We're going to talk about pimp and then we're going to take an intermission to pimp a butterfly. Yeah. To pimp a butterfly, bro. Okay. This when album came out. When this came out, I had no expectation for what it was going to be. I didn't hear any singles. I didn't hear anything. I, I heard I. That was it. I didn't, I didn't hear I. I heard I heard I, and I was like, I don't know what this. I, I wasn't really like this, like I said. This was kind of like when I was getting used to like I was I was trying to listen to more albums like as as like full projects together. Um, I and I thought it was gonna be lame. Everybody thought he sold yeah. out. It was hella funny. Everybody thought he sold out, bro. The whole this, comments were like, "Man, Kendrick sold out," and it's like, "Kendrick sell out." This album, like, every time, like, I liked it when I when it first came out, but I think just over the like every time I listen to it, it just becomes better and better. Even now, it's man. It's so incredible. There's really not much else I can say. Like, you know, you know what I like about Simple Butterfly? Uh, sorry to cut you off, Johan. No, you're good, dude. I, I, you I know don't have much you know to say. You know what I like about it compared to compared to Good Kid, Mad City, is I feel like, for example, you listen to Kendrick's work before Good Kid, Mad City, and you notice Good Kid, Mad City has like a tremendous like amount compared to his older albums of like pop sensibility. It's a much more accessible album. So much more, you know, like, yeah, like kind of a little bit more mainstream accepting sounding. I mean, come on, it has a fucking yeah. Drake feature for Christ's sakes. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it, it kind of, what do you call it? But it makes sense because it was his first mainstream label album. So what do you call it? You hear his work before that and his work before that sounds like a lot more, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, like that underground LA scene influence is in, what do you call it? His like older work. So I feel like I like Pimp a Butterfly better because it feels like Kendrick's already made a shit ton of money off his first big label album, you know, had had what do you call it, a whole bunch of hits, shit like that. So it feels like they kind of green lighted him, like, okay, Kendrick, we know that you know what you're doing, you can do whatever you do want whatever for you your want. next album. And you know, he, he he admitted he admitted even about writing Good Kid, Mad City and getting the album done that he knew that they wanted him to do a much more accessible album. But he said, okay, I'm gonna do that, but I'll do it my way. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the reason why it's like such a unique album compared to yeah, a lot of the other like mainstream albums that came out back then. Because, when I yeah, initially heard this thing, I was like, "There's nothing. You can't put singles from here. You can't make singles from these. You can't. Like, there's nothing on here that you can make a single. Imagine like, if imagine if Hood Politics was a single. Yeah, I was like, you can't really. <laughs> yeah, do yeah, that. yeah. And then when you hear the radio bumping, all right, it's like, oh shit. Like, all right, okay. That yeah, song yeah. is you know hilarious because like you got. The, I heard the leak. I heard the leak to that album, and I heard all right. And it was my favorite track from the album when it came on. I'm like, wow, this is my favorite song so far. I know this is going to be a single. I heard the leak because it got leaked like a week before it came out. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so I went and I, and I and I gave it a listen. And then I was just like, uh, wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was wild away. And I knew All Right was going to be a single. I was like, bro, this song is way too catchy, way too energetic. But it's got a good message to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like at the same time, he's still he's still saying some. It's just that with the Pharrell beat, it has like kind of like that fun bounce to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this this album, man, it's there's like there's so much shit on this that is like it's just it's so like incredible, so like introspective. The knowledge like, beat, the flywheel beat, Thundercat playing bass, Mama. Kamasi Washington on saxophone. I know he yeah. was on that album for sure. Yeah, so Kamasi Washington Martin. on saxophone. 
Terrence Martin killing this shit. Bro, I I want to say yeah. though, like for a while, like Hood Politics is probably my favorite track now on this on this album. Understandable. But for for yeah. a very very long time, it was you, dude. You was yeah, you was pretty solid. I get it. You know what I mean. He's like angry at himself. He's trying to try taking the time to reflect. You know what I mean. Yeah. He, he feels he feels uh he he's he's got a bunch of themes that he brings up in his lyrics all the time. One of them being survivor's guilt. Yeah. You know, it's, just institutionalized was incredible back. too. Institutionalized. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Snoop Dogg was so well on this. From the um, finish it to now, Mortal Man is my favorite track. I could, dude. I'm not like. I feel like every track on this album, except maybe I. No, even I, like every track on this album, someone goes like, that's my favorite song on the album. I'll be like, hell yeah. Like, that's it. Like <laughs> every, every song on this album. Yo, someone goes like, yo, For Free is my favorite track. You know what? <laughs> for Free is like a song that like you laugh at at first, like when he's just like, this dick yeah. ain't free. And I'm like, I'm laughing at first, right? Until like, I kind of yeah. realize what, like, when he, what he's talking about. And then yeah, when you, like, when you break down, like, oh my gosh, like how, like all the technical skill he's doing on this too. Like it's, it's incredible how he sounds yeah, on he's saying some smart shit and then if i'm if i'm correct yeah that was uh, one of the bigger like uh yeah kamasi tracks this is just like this full-on little like mini kind of jazzy performance going on in the background you know? yeah it's the it's the shortest song on the yeah. album actually too yeah i mean it's an yeah, interlude exactly. but like still <laughs> yeah, it's an interlude, but it, was, it was a good interlude you know what i mean it takes it takes a, what's a complicated concept and then it puts it into something that you know like us regular people can un understand mm-hmm you know um, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think this is Anna Wise's best work on here. This dick ain't free. This is this you is I mean? uh, Anna Anna Wise like like her um oh, her like Girl, like um these walls working with uh with Kendrick like this is definitely oh, their God. best collaboration. That was, that was another that was another version of uh, of uh, what do you call it a uh, kind of the same uh, the same execution. Nas is a uh, what do you call it? He takes something like uh, the psych the psychology behind a woman that has a lot of sex or behind a woman that has a lot of casual sex he takes that psychology and then he does a whole bunch of wordplay between uh what do you call it yeah like vaginal walls and then other types of walls metaphors and in between all that he's telling a story mm -hmm. to his worst enemy yeah yeah this yeah, is one exactly. of the this is one of the like greatest like crafted hip-hop albums like of all time like probably just yeah. albums in general but like i i feel like i don't I still don't have enough like knowledge and information to really say that second one, but like that I can at least say that first one. Like this is it, it's it's incredible. Like how how incredible this album is. And you know what? You know what's crazy is that this compared to like Good Kid, Mad City, like people will forever argue between those two albums. Of course, people will forever argue. But I I I just want to say like at least with Kendrick, like I feel like both it both have their have their place like people who oh, yeah, someone will be someone will be like i like good kid mad city better i'll be like that's fine i get that yeah but it's yeah but what, oh, whenever oh, whenever people say this sucks i'll be like you're 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 a crack crackhead bro you're on crack yeah when it came out when it came out all the kids that were like uh that were like me that were listening to like the internet rap or like underground yeah. rap and stuff like that we went crazy over it and then all the all the kids that listened to either top 40 or street rap they they like didn't understand it they didn't like it very much at all they're like so it's too jazzy Damn. and i'm like bro that's the point that how it was over there it's <laughs> over here like niggas pretended like they loved it first time i was like y'all really like really? this i'm surprised yeah this shit got a lot of people into kendrick damn okay. no it was it was the opposite it was it was it was a. Uh, it was like Ferencio over here, where like a bunch of people, like it took me, I didn't hate this album at all, like, but like it took me some time to really, really come to grips with it. Um, 
but but I didn't hate. I never hated this album at all. But but there are like people who are just like, nah, I don't like that album, bro. Like it just doesn't. It's not good, Kid Mad City. And I'm like, that's. I I like it because it's not good, Kid Mad City. Yeah. Like it's there's so much on this. Like this this album tells a story, tells an experience that Good Kid, Mad City. I don't think we'll ever be able to tell. Yeah, Mostly because it's not trying to tell. It's not trying to tell it. It's not trying to tell it. It's telling yeah, a different. Good Kid Mad City tells, tells, a, tells a story too, though. But it's just that I feel like Good Kid, Mad City tells a story from more of like a teenager perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because because you can tell a lot of it is influenced by like Kendrick's uh, past experiences. Whereas exactly. on what do you call it on uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, he. Uh, approaches it for more of like yeah more like an adult grown perspective someone who's had years to reflect on the things that they did when they were younger and things mm-hmm. like that you know so it, it feels like, from like a bit more of a mature perspective whereas it feels like good kid mad city yeah good kid city on a lot of the songs he makes it hella obvious that you're hearing it from teenage kendrick's perspective you like, know what i mean like, like good kid mad city song, good kid mad city feels like, like a uh, like like mad city like all, all those different songs you can tell it's like you know like he's like putting himself back in the shoes of when he was like younger when he was like you know not an adult yeah like good kid mad city feels like a, lo- a much like a much smaller more focused story in a way like it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kendrick yeah, kendrick focus. as a kid as a kid growing up um in the area compton. he was in you know like compton and shit like that um but yeah. pimp a butterfly he's it feels like he's he's still like it's still focusing on himself but in more of like a general sense of like this is my experience not as like a kid from compton but as a black man in the u.s mm-hmm. um and it's it's i love i just love this all this shit it's it's so good i i think i think we've said we've said a lot about it anything else you want to yeah. say before we go to intermission Shit, uh, what do you call it? I just wanted to mention that this was the first year that, uh, the Injury Reserve came out. Oh, mm-hmm. What do you call it? Yeah, so that oh, was Floss. one of my favorite albums of the year. Yeah, super, super original group. To me, they're like a modern, a modern tribe called Quest. Uh, yeah, Like, yeah. they just do everyday guy rap. They just rap about everyday things and things like that, you know what I mean? And, uh, what do you call it? Even the singing parts in the album are pretty solid. Uh, I think, uh, Parker's a super original producer uh what do you call it uh doesn't doesn't really feel like he's biting off too many people and yeah man it's like a perfect debut feels really really awesome it sounds even better live uh what do you call it best like 15 dollars i think i ever spent brother super great live um what do you call it yeah so that was a what do you call it definitely like a top to me a top five rap album that came out that year mm-hmm. and then the last mention i'm gonna do is uh kamasi washington came out with the epic and gave us when i say us i mean people of our generation because if i'm correct like we're all like gen z here right yeah like he basically like the same age yeah yeah we're all like the same age like i just i just turned 22 i think Nas is 23 i I just turned 22 like last month so oh yeah yeah that's that's what he called that's pretty convenient yeah i turned i turned 22 last month too i was yeah the epic the the triple album the epic Yeah, it was really, really long. Don't get me wrong. It was it was really long. But you know, yeah, Kamasi Washington gave yeah, gave a rap album or not a rap album, stupid. We just talk about so much rap. He yeah. gave a, what do you call it? He gave a jazz album for yeah, for like all of us to understand and everything like that. And it's kind of annoying because Kamashi Washington gets a lot of flack for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't make it intended for kids. It's just that like bro, like yeah, like Coltrane and Miles Davis and yeah guys like that are cool but they came out a long long time ago and we don't get to like see them live or anything like that you know what I mean we don't really have them like as part of our scene we just have like kind of like their ghosts we just have like their their artifacts their art living on you know what I mean like when we hear it it's like going to a museum you know what I mean it's not like the like having them be part of our scene and stuff like that you know and a lot of jazz heads don't want to give credit to like new rap 
or not new rap, it's so stupid, new jazz. <laughs> what do you call it? Shit like that? See, we just talk about rap so much. What do you call it? And, um, you know, like, it often gets labeled as, like, you know, Zoomer jazz and shit like that, along with Bad Bad Not Good. That's another act that gets labeled as Zoomer yep. jazz a lot. But, you know, but yeah, man, I mean, you know, he's like the first, like uh, one of the first really like big jazz artists for us to, to get around. You know, he's he's the jazz of he's the jazz of today. You know, he doesn't try to bite too much off the older guys. A lot of it feels kind of original. You know, he has his own way that he hears uh, what do you call it? Uh, the music playing behind him and how he wants to play over. It, you know, what I mean, his phrasing, his soloing. I think it's like decently unique, you know, and yeah, he brought out what do you call it? He put out one of the better jazz albums of that year, you know, new jazz is so hard to find. It's nowhere near as popular as it was back in the day. Uh, what do you call it? But he's, he's exposing so much of our generation to like some brand new recorded jazz. And it was a, what do you call it? A really solid album throughout just the length. Like you were saying, Johan, the triple disc, right? It's just kind of crazy a little bit like that. Just how long it was, but what do you call it? It was still like a pretty beautiful album. You just kind of get lost into it. Like the sounds or so, what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, it was two, two yeah. hours and 53 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It is called the epic, right? Yeah, like it, it was the epic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and and shout outs to to him uh, doing a rendition of one of my favorite like pieces of all time, Claire de Lune. Like, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love every version of someone playing that. It's always good. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> this is, I saw Kamasi. This is I saw Kamasi. Excuse me, my bad. I saw Kamasi play live uh, when I was. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, I saw him play live at Berkeley. He only opened That's though. Which I thought. I thought he was gonna play longer than that. But yeah, I saw him play live, man. And uh, you know, he's. Uh, yeah, he's pretty, he's just as good live, man. He Damn, really y'all got Kamasi. We got Wale. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. No disrespect to Wale, but. but... <laughs> I mean, we skipped his good shit. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. It's okay. We we'll talk yeah, about like him. The, at some like point. the only DC rapper I can think of. Gold Link. Gold Link. Yeah. Ah, I forgot he was from DC. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him though. We'll talk anything about anything else him. you want to say before we wrap it up? I got I got my mentions in already. That was that was every album. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing else like immediately that that jumps at me. Oh, oh other, other than oh 2015 2015, uh, Rolo Tomasi, um, metal metal band. Um, they actually they actually came out with something in 2012 too that I didn't mention. Uh, Astrea that was right, right 2015 was Grievances. Um, and this, while I do think that the one that will I'll talk about in 2018. Um, while I do like their album better there, Grievances is such an incredible, like, just, if it's so, like, if you haven't listened to Rolo Tomasi, like, I really think you should, you should give him a try. Like the, the vocals from the vocals from the singer, like she does a great job, like mixing in like the normal, like, you know, screaming and shit like that with her own, like just nice, soft, like singing. Um, the songs themselves do like a great job, like mixing in slower parts like softer parts with like the, the more like thrashing style um it's it's really just nice like if you're if you're if you like metal i, I feel like you should yeah, give it a try metal, uh, johan you reminded me of one last album just because yeah. you said metal and then i was remembering i was like wait a minute did that album come out that year it was by a band called elder um oh, and uh, yeah it turns out it did come out that year it was, a, it was an album called lore um yeah it's kind of short i think it was only six songs long but pretty quality doesn't really have a weak uh, moment on the album you know they love taking like a motif and building around it almost like what Flylo does with like a drum rhythm or a certain sample but uh yeah in like a metal context you know like very very uh, what do you call it unique uh, melodies and stuff like that the vocals serve as kind of like a good backdrop to uh bring in all the uh 
themes that they do together that they kind of have with their music mm-hmm. you know and uh yeah just very very solid uh what do you call it a uh, metal album it's not not anything like too too heavy it's like like i said very very like metal melody based but like lead guitar melody not with like the singing or uh, any sort of like pop thing going on all right all right um yeah. actually now that now that i think about this this was a long this is already a long episode yeah, that's what I was you saying. Wanna, if you guys you want to save, you want to save the rest for like next week. We did five, so then there's like technically yeah, five course. years left, right? So yeah, there's technically there's technically five years. Although we're probably gonna talk a lot about these next ones, so like that'll that'll yeah. that'll fill a lot there. So we could actually save this for next week. Um, and I'd love to get though. you in there though. What's up? What's good? Join I mean, badass before the money. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I loved it. it came out this year. Yeah, that was the first. That was, that was the first thing I heard from him. That First thing I heard, I didn't from... like it as much as Summer Nights or 2012, yeah, or 2019, 1999. That's crazy because I'm not as much of a fan of Summer Nights. Um, I think oh, 1999 is my favorite, like from him, but like, yeah, like before the money. To me, um, to me Summer Nights was like a continuation, just with like more original production. By that I mean like a uh, more production that wasn't taken from a uh, little B tapes and stuff like that. That it's it's definitely like. It's it's a good. I'm, I'm happy you mentioned it though, because before the money, like, is is an album that I feel like, like you said, like a lot of people like don't really like it as much. Um, but it's got it's got some just some great like tracks on it. Yeah. Like there's some Baby the like, Children, yeah, some of the songs Children, on the Paper, really good. Paper Trails, ha- Jesus View. In my opinion, I like Jesus View a lot. Um, Christ Conscience, Christ Conscience, Black Beatles, OCB. Like I like the, uh, okay. the I like the intro yeah. track too. Yeah, the intro track is really nice. I, I do. Yeah, save the, save the children. I'll save the children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Belly of the Beast. I, I love that. I love Belly of the Beast, bro. Um, there, there's a lot of good tracks on this. Like, it's crazy you know, to think funny, this I is like. I forgot that later. most of those songs are on that album. I think I like it better now, now that you mentioned the, the yeah. track. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I even like the song. I, I even like Teach Me. I really love Teach Me. Teach Me was good. I think he, I think Kiesa is good. Um, but yeah, yeah in I general. Say about that. Yeah, there's a lot of wow. There's a lot of shit, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, we can say we're gonna. I have a lot to talk about for the next few years, so I think. Yeah. I think leaving yeah. it for next week is actually a good idea. Yeah, we should um, do this next week. So really, we'll save that then for for volume three. This. Yeah. 2016 through 2019. 2016. Are like what we've been listening to, like what we're checking out, what we're excited for. Um, we, we hope for maybe for the, for the 2020 segment like we can have yeah. that at the end exactly yeah. that's what we're gonna do so yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say thank you very much florencio we're, we're gonna see you again next week obviously um yeah. this is johan nas and florencio on the mad therapy vo- podcast volume two signing out and i say signing out i say signing out but it still takes me a second to stop this stop this uh recording you know what it's all good he can cut it off at that part when he goes yeah no, we don't leave it in and no, no problem leave it in? oh no we're good well we're good <laughs> we don't leave it because it makes it, it's, it feels like your father leaving you, you get to see it happen that's crazy nigga <laughs> <laughs> like said the podcast is, is going out to the store get some milk you're gonna get some milk and cigarettes and see yeah. you in 20 years <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this guy. <laughs>